know, we're just excited uh, that our adventure continues. Missouri's looking really good. Um, we, we've kind of analyzed the eight states we mentioned before around us, and we don't see a lot of uh, uh, program or regulatory changes from those states. So basically, we believe that the, the business level we've achieved right now, which this year I think will end up around 1.4 something billion. Uh, I think we've moved in well into the top 10 uh, in U.S. markets, and I think that'll be pretty steady for the next few years. And you know, every time we travel, every time we meet with our peers in the industry in other parts of the U.S., everybody looks at us and says, hey, Missouri's on you know, an upward trajectory. You guys are doing good things. The state gets along really well. All the operators get along really well. We've, we're, we're a very large industry that's also very intimate, and I think we all take a lot of pride in that. Maybe it's our Midwest sensibilities or love, love what, whatever you want to call it, but uh, we think we've got something kind of special here, and we're really proud of it, and we're excited to you know, invite in new folks that want to take advantage of, uh, of the great atmosphere here in Missouri and, uh, and hopefully have their business uh, thrive and succeed as well. 1.5 billion. We are back with another episode of Meet Unshackled here at MJ BizCon 2023. We've been through New York, we've been through California, we've been through Alabama, we've been through Washington, we've been through Oregon. And now we are pleased to be joined with a legend, a legend, <laughs> who, much like, my, like, much like myself, is a legend in his own mind. That is true. <laughs> Very true. I'm just kidding. Uh, from Missouri. We've got the experts from Missouri here. But again, let me reintroduce you to Jeff. Thanks, Dimitri. I appreciate the opportunity to be in here again, having a blast, uh, talking to all these interesting people. Looking forward to, uh, well, Andrew and I have been talking for the last 15, 20 minutes about the craziness going on around regulations in, in your state. So looking forward to see where this leads. Yes, excellent. So let's introduce you guys to our audience out there. Uh, you, Andrew, you want to go first? Sure. So Andrew Bullitt is Executive Director of Mocan Trade, also known as Missouri Cannabis Trade Association. Uh, we've been the, uh, the voice of trade, as we like to say, uh, for the cannabis industry in Missouri since uh, early 2018. And Missouri is a state legalized in late 18. Okay. Got it. <laughs> and Adolphus Bush, I'm the CEO of Teal Cannabis in Missouri. We're a standalone manufacturer. Okay, so let's start with how, how Missouri works. When, when Missouri first legalized medical, what did they do? Uh, so Missouri uh, actually endeavored to have legalization through the ballot initiative process. Uh, they tried to do it, I think they tried to organize in 14 uh, unsuccessfully. They did uh, run for the whole ballot initiative process and uh, collect signatures in 16, and they did not make uh, the requirement for signatures in 16. They did it again in 18, and 18 was successful, so we uh, successfully passed medical cannabis legalization in 2018. And then in 2020, they tried for adult use, the campaign did, uh, COVID kind of got in the way of that. Very difficult to collect signatures when nobody's leaving their house. Uh, so they took another run at it again in 2022, and they were successful in that. So we have adult use legalization uh, starting. Uh, we had our first sale February 3rd of this year. Excellent, excellent. And I want to get into how the the, the medical, the vertical, horizontal, how many dispensaries, how many cultivations, <laughs> how many manufacturing, processing, the whole thing. There's a lot of aspects to it. But let's talk a little bit first more about, you know, I know you've been running the association. And if you, I don't know if you have any had any plant touching businesses or projects that you want to talk about. Nope. But let's talk a little bit about what you do and and more about your involvement. Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, Teal Cannabis is a standalone manufacturing facility um, or company right now. We applied for three cultivation, three manufacturing, five dispensary. 
we were awarded all three of our manufacturing, but we were um, denied three cultivation and five dispensary. So you, you can be a vertical operator. At the same time, you, you can also be a standalone. It, it depends on your application and how they scored it and what they awarded. Um, so we are a standalone manufacturer. We purchase cannabis material from other cultivators in Missouri, extract the oil, and make our products. So you are the guy to go to if you're a brand that wants to migrate into Missouri. Because are, are, you, are you using doing third party as well? or No, so we're actually not doing any contract manufacturing okay. right now. Uh, we started two brands in Missouri, solely for Missouri. And that was back in, I guess, the um, development process of those two brands was probably 2019 and 2020 when, was when we started putting those brands together. Um, I also brought in my brand from Colorado, which I launched in 2018, and we now manufacture that brand out of Missouri as well. And but that seems like a big theme, at least as in Arizona, where we have our manufacturing centers who have great brands, local brands as well, uh, that they have, but the wild will come knocking. And they'll be yep. like, okay, the licensing class allows them to do the production for Wild and the, man, the marketing center goes elsewhere, yep. but uh, it, it's allowed for that. So you, you guys just haven't chose to, to do that? You know, one of the reasons we haven't yet is because we were earlier to market. We have a lot of cannabis experience. I spent 11 years out in Colorado before mo moving back home to Missouri. So we wanted to start our own brands in Missouri. And again, because we were early to market, I think we had... Um, we, we were able to create that distribution network pretty early. Mm -hmm. Instead of bringing in other brands through contract manufacturing right now, we are starting to do a lot of toll processing and a lot of white labeling for other cultivators in the state of Missouri who may not have manufacturing or may not have the throughput to be able to produce all of what they want to. So we're, we're taking on more toll processing and more white labeling for cultivators already in the state. What's that? What's the toll toll pro toll processing? Toll so, processing. I don't know that. Yeah, so we could take some. You know, if there's a cultivator who has 200 pounds of biomass that they can't run or that they can't extract the oil from, they'll send it to us. We'll extract the oil. We'll, we might send back, you know, bulk distillate or bulk live resin oil or bulk just full spectrum oil. Mm -hmm. Okay, I did not know yep. that phrase. Jeff, yeah. did you know that phrase? Uh, I had not heard that <laughs> phrase before, but it's interesting like when, it. when you have a state that has individual licenses rather than Arizona being. You got a license, you're a full vertical. Um, it lends itself more towards the brands that you're talking about bringing in for third-party manufacturing. In Arizona, nobody wants to be introduced to a new brand because you know they have their own brands yeah. that they that they want to protect, and it's gotten pretty crowded. And I, you know, yep. Missouri's been a great state for us to operate in. We uh, we're doing a lot of business out there. We really like the people and and what you guys are set up out there. Yeah, it's not uncommon to see an organization, a vertical organization that has uh, brands that they, licensed brands they brought in, brands they've created and grown from within the state, and then white labeling efforts as well. Um, yeah. You'll see all of those things at, uh, within some standalone MIPS and, and some verticals. You know, it's, it's so fascinating how this industry is developing in these interstate markets and these unique experiences. A uh, little curious, curiosity. How many licenses were issued again in uh, in Missouri during medical? So in medical, uh, it depends on if you, if you count transportation or not, because transportation is actually a certificate in Missouri, so it's not actually a license. So it was 348 licenses originally issued uh, in Missouri for the medical program. And currently, with some additional appeals licenses, we had some licenses that were granted uh, through uh, the expansion of the population of Missouri uh, in the 2020 census. There's a provision in our constitution that says if the, the population grows by 70,000 in whatever license category, it, it adds licenses. So between that 
appeals and settlements, we're at 412 uh, total licenses in Missouri. And how did that transition work uh, from medicinal to adult use? Was it grandfathered in plus more or? Uh, yeah, that's basically uh, the, when the, when the framers were looking at all of that, they tried to come up with a process and work actually with the state to ensure that the, the process that they created could be implemented very, very quickly. So the, the licenses that existed through medical, they could apply for what they call the comprehensive license, which would allow you to do medical and adult use. I think of all the licenses that were out there, everybody but one applied and were granted that. The one that didn't apply, I think, was a license that was in transition, so they didn't want to pay the fee. You know, whatever. So they Idiots. sell the light. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah. So Let's be honest. We now have, I think, 412 total licenses, and then more recently, we just had 48 micro licenses issued on October 2nd. Uh, and those micro licenses are basically um, they are uh, geographically dispersed in eight congressional districts in Missouri, and so you have 16 dispensaries, two per district, and 32 grow processors, two per district. I'm sorry, four per district. So those micro licenses allow, it was vertical licenses, they allowed for everything? Uh, no, no those so, are, those. so when you applied for a micro, you had to choose, did you want to be a dispensary retailer or did you want to be a grow processor? And if you're a grow processor, you win that license, you can choose to do either or both. Interesting. Yep. They'd limit, limit the size of your cultivation? They are capacity limit, 250 flowering plants at any given time. Yep. So you figure, you know, folks, I've heard of some micros that are endeavoring to do outdoor, and then others that are going to do indoor and do you know four or five turns a year, whatever they can accomplish. Do the other uh, cultivation licenses have canopy caps? Yes, uh, thirty thousand square foot of flowering canopy for cultivation licenses. Everything else is is however big you want to make it. Okay, that's pretty good size. We we enjoy unlimited canopy in Arizona, which I think is, you know, it helps. It gets us ready for interstate commerce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's for I, sure. I tell you, probably one of the pride biggest pride points in Missouri right now is I think the framers were pretty thoughtful about the amount of licenses and what the state would really need from a supply and demand perspective. So I think we have one of the most balanced uh, balanced supply chains in the U.S. just because we don't have... You're, not, mean, you're, not, yeah. you're not Oklahoma. No. <laughs> exactly, not, yeah. Not by any means. And, and I think that's helpful because, you know, you're seeing a lot of interest in Missouri because the businesses are able to... Nobody's getting rich, but the businesses are able to survive and succeed. Uh, you, you have an appropriate amount of supply and demand. Uh, Missouri also benefits from the fact that we're surrounded by more states than any other state in the United States. Uh, eight states surround us, and uh, only one of those states has adult use, and it's our program, both in product diversity and tax level, kicks their butt every day of the week. So we get a lot of business from that state, and then all the other states that don't have programs uh, also come to Missouri to uh, acquire their medical and adult and, use cannabis. And maybe you can share this with us, because this is a big theme in a lot of different states. Uh, how is the taxes and how is the black market, gray market competition? It's hard to gauge, but what's your sense about that? You know, we're not on the retail side, so from the tax standpoint, you know, we're not hit as heavily from a, a retail standpoint. Right. Um, so the retails, to, the taxes only get hit at the retail level? That's correct. Not like California. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> um, 280E obviously hurts everybody in every state right now, so that's something that we're all pushing forward on to hopefully have eliminated in the near future. Um, from a black market right now, I think we still have a pretty large black market issue in Missouri, unfortunately. Um, hopefully in the next couple of months, I guess next year or two, we work on eliminating quite a bit of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll be well poised to do that. You know, we've only been live with adult use since February. So, uh, and there was such a demand on the market in that conversion when, when it opened up to all the different various adult use consumers. 
it really put a strain on the existing supply, even though we were, we had an oversupply at the end of medical. But as soon as adult use turned on, I mean, many, many of the groups were seeing uh, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine time multiplier in business, which did in the, in the first couple months put a strain on everything. So we're still catching up. But the great thing is, uh, we do have the lowest adult use tax in the United States. What is that tax there? Six percent. Yep. That's it. Six percent. Six percent marijuana tax. Oh, that's your sense. So, tax, yeah. so yeah. So, uh, which I believe is the lowest in the U.S. We have sixteen percent sin tax. Yeah. But so, coupled with yeah. the TPT and the sales taxes, it comes out to about twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, our yep. effective is around eighteen, nineteen. Well, that's excellent. Yeah, yep. that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. And, if- and compared to like our, our the state next door, Illinois, their effective is usually around thirty eight or thirty nine. So. When given the choice to, you know, for the folks that do live close enough to Missouri, when given the choice, they're nine out of ten times they're coming over to see us. I'm trying yep. to think how much money I could make if I was doing a business from Missouri to Illinois. Just kidding. <laughs> I was too quickly doing the margins in my head. I think the Sorry. feds would spot your station wagon pretty quickly. Uh, you, you know me. I'm a free market guy now. It's just, uh, after, after, I'm a big believer that the government should maintain its credibility uh, because I like government. <laughs> Uh, we all need government uh, to survive, to protect us, et cetera. And all this cannabis activity, the regulatory structures, the policies, a lot of the stuff being promoted or purported or, or uh, developed in different states, it's undermining the people's faith in government because they're seeing like all this manipulation. They're like, eh, this, you can never, uh, they're just not getting it right. Yeah. You know, Over, right. Overregulation is also driving the black market. Um, I've been talking to Andrew, you know, one of our biggest challenges in Missouri is the packaging regulations and and how arcane and crazy they are. The more that burden that puts on guys like you, the higher your price is going to be, and it's going to open up the black market even further. So it's like a self-perpetuating situation that you know the government and the regulatory bodies need to pay more attention to, in my opinion. Yep. It never crossed my mind, but you as the packaging company have to help everybody navigate through their packaging. And if you don't help them make sure that they're in compliance, you wouldn't be doing them the right service. 100%. Is that, is that yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. And again, He's like, Missouri, that's 90% Missouri of my is one existence. of our biggest challenges. Yep. Is, so, but is that happening in all the states as well? Every state is different. Yeah. I mean, literally every state is is different. We, we don't, we don't, we're not experts everywhere. We're not going to be, you know, the legal opinion. Uh, we encourage people to get, you know, the proper legal deal, but we we understand it well well enough to guide people in the right direction. That's good. He's like, welcome to my reality, Dimitri. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. you know he's, he's well, like, and, and I mean, there's a there's a couple different threats that that our industry has, and and I understand where Dimitri's coming from, and I think down the road with with some type of federal easing, some change in the the, the federal regulatory framework or rescheduling, whatever whatever ends up happening. I think Missouri as an industry would at some point embrace that. I think right now, because we're still a fairly new industry, we've got groups like, you know, Adolphus Group and many others that have invested very heavily in, uh, in their, you know, desire and ability to, to produce products in Missouri. And, and a lot of those investments were based on projections and performance and things that were sketched out that, that did not account for, you know, some other state bringing in uh, a very commoditized uh, THC, you know, THC commodities. Uh, that would undermine the, you know, their, their business value, their ability to, to make money and get to market and, and you know, survive as a business owner. Now, as our market stabilizes, maybe we overcome some of these uh, uh, regulatory issues. Maybe we overcome, I mean, we have two other big you know, tension points on the industry. Uh, legacy market is part of that. Uh, 
Missouri does have a very, very robust uh, home grow. Um, and right now there's, there's some issues there just because you have a lot of home growers that are taking advantage of, of the current, uh, more recent legalization and basically law enforcement desire not to look at cannabis anymore. They don't necessarily understand. And so between the department not fully regulating the, the licensed home cultivators and the home cultivators taking advantage of commercializing the products they're producing, which they're supposed to be producing them for themselves and for their uh, caregiver patients. Uh, and many of them are, are taking them to market, uh, which is you know not, not what the voters voted for and not what, uh, what really creates a, an era of public safety in Missouri. So you've got that He's tension. He's got a fan club over there. <laughs> <laughs> you've got that tension, and you've also got the, uh, you know, the intoxicating hemp cannabinoid issue, which I think affects us all across the whole country, and, and there's, a, there's a tension there. So our industry is challenged, and uh, you know, we as a trade association and all the people that operate in the industry, we're all trying to figure out you know, ways to ensure that our businesses can succeed and thrive and that we can service the needs of patients and consumers uh, in Missouri and, uh, and maybe someday elsewhere. And, you know, yeah. absolutely, and that's one of the goals of Meet Unshackled. A lot of people are reflecting on this stuff. A lot of people are trying to figure out what to do. And you got, excuse me, balls of steel going into this industry with your capital and navigating these unknown waters that are changing and they're moving the reefs and they're moving the icebergs and there's sharks everywhere and you're trying to get to shore and you want to get to shore. It takes like a courageous individual to get through this all because along those lines you know we were talking the converse of what you were saying teal is the best product ever created ever he's got a 10,000 square foot manufacturing center i don't know how big it is Obviously. about right 8,000 i'm a good guesser yeah okay in <laughs> missouri but god damn it we want that to be in new jersey we want that product to be in new jersey we want yep. that product to be in california we want that product to be in in jamaica we want that product to be global and we want missouri to win because they're uh, you know, housing the first ever. What's who are the people that produce Coors Light? <laughs> Coors. Coors, yeah. Mol Coors. yeah. Molson Coors. Molson Coors. I was yeah. trying to make a joke there. Yeah. Using Coors. <laughs> that, and yeah, then now, it. now it's based in Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yep. That should be the goal. And, and so, in, in converse, you want the open markets, you yep. know, but then you also need to protect the local guys. So, how do you deal with that? There's no absolute answer. It's just something that you, I mean, we're wrestling with it. We're helpful, we're educating, we're bringing people together, we're doing yep. events, we're holding conversations, all that kind of stuff. But you have to actually make the decisions on the ground. Yeah, I mean, and the capital required to go into multiple other states with the same brand, the way it's structured right now with all the different rules and regulations, I mean, so much more than any other industry because our packaging has to be different in every state. Our compliance, you know, our, our verbiage on the packaging has to be different in every state. The look and feel of the product has to be different in every state, just depending on the regulatory, you know, the regulatory body and the, the regulations in that state. Well, um, thank God you're working with Dispo Packaging. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if we've done any teal yet. Not yet, not yet. But oh, it was a book of making business yeah. connections now. Soon, yeah. very soon. Yeah, Welcome but, to Dimitri's match game. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I had no idea, guys. Come yeah. on, you know. But yeah. Actually, what's funny is I, uh, Larissa over there took care of most of the scheduling and stuff, <laughs> and the first state we did was Colorado. And, you know, they were first state legals. That was yep. just by accident. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Well, <laughs> random stuff. And random that's, stuff. that's where I worked for the first. I went to college in Colorado, and then I, I worked there in that market for about eight years after college. And we saw a ton of changes um, from a regulatory standpoint and from a packaging standpoint. And I took that mindset to Missouri, knowing that we would go through probably something very similar. But um, it's been much more severe in Missouri than I could have ever imagined. But one 
one of the huge wins, I would say, when we went over to a comprehensive license, we actually don't have to separate medical versus recreational product. In Colorado, we always did. Under metric, we had to use blue tags for recreational product, yellow tags for medical product, had to have separate vaults. If it was a cultivation, had to have separate rooms where we were growing or to at least have separate tags on those plants and have them separated. And then how, how do you forecast in that type of situation? Right. How much are we going to grow for medical? How much are we going to grow for recreational? It's all the same product other than the fact that, you know, serving size and, and number of milligrams you can have per serving size is different in Colorado for, you know, medical versus recreational. But that's a huge win in Missouri, I think. That's made it a lot easier on operators. We, we were very because you we, asked that question earlier. We were very fortunate that both our framers and drafters considered that. They looked at Colorado. They were dealing with Illinois was dealing with it at the time, and and we knew that if we were going to get uh, the market turned around and, and transition from medical to adult use, some of those challenges because there's a lot of challenge if you have to figure out okay now you've got uh, uh, two lines of production, you got two lines of tracking, and and we just said there's got to be a better way to do it and so fortunately with uh, some collaboration with our regulators we were able to, to you know come up with a, a, a very viable methodology that did allow i think we were the second fastest uh to transition from medical to adult use in the u.s second only arizona yeah arizona has been a pretty in a pretty strong market we over. call it dual use in arizona by the way yeah dual use okay it, yeah it was it was a pretty easy transition in arizona from you know medical to rec um, I rem remember originally they were sectioning off, you know, like if you were medical, you had to go in this line. Yep, yep, uh, you got yep. called in first and such like that. And I, I don't know if it was regulated or not, but that's, it dissipated really quickly. So, yeah. And that's one of the great things about Missouri is we have that delineation, but it's, it's more with, uh, with respect and account to the patients. So the dispensaries provide a, a priority to medical patients because they saw them as, you know, the, this the industry in Missouri was built, uh, you know, around patients, and and they want to make sure they give something back to the people that help create the industry and, and support the industry, and so they give you know not only veterans but patients get special consideration over adult use uh, customers in almost every dispensary in, in the state. So, I think that's a really great thing, and then you know we obviously still benefit from having single stream production and lower taxes for, for meds. I've been holding this question back since the very beginning. Why three licenses? Don't you only need one processing license? You do, yeah. Um, so there uh, wasn't really a reason as to why, you know, they awarded us three manufacturing licenses and yeah. nothing else. Um, in my opinion, I think the grading of application, that whole process could have been done a little bit better. Um, in, in my opinion, I think they should have used the same grader for each applicant, you know, so that they're grading the full vertical model if you are applying for a vertical model, because that's the only way it makes sense. Um, if you have different graders for your manufacturing and your cultivation and your dispensary, then it's bound to happen. What did you do with the other two? So we actually have one that's fully operational that we're looking for partners to come in on. Um, that's a manufacturing facility in downtown St. Louis. The two that I was awarded in St. Peter's at the same location Mind you, we, we were able to legally apply for two manufacturing or three at the same address. However, the state came in after the fact and did this to, I think, 11 different companies or 11 different licenses all on the same day in 2021. They merged what they called merged um, the manufacturing facilities that were at the same location uh, or licenses that were at the same location. They called it a merge. What they actually did was they discontinued that license number that they, you know, the I guess the one of which they merged discontinued that number and then issued additional 
licenses to the conditionally denied applicants on the at the bottom of the list, essentially. Um, it, very frustrating because there was a market value on that license, and we put a lot of time and effort into winning that license. Right. Uh, so that was that was a big frustration of ours in the beginning. We were again in writing. It says we are allowed to have two manufacturing or three and multiple um, cultivations at the same facility at the same address. I blame Hope. So. Yeah. <laughs> where, 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 where were you on that one, Andrew? <laughs> These <laughs> are not the droids you're looking for. Plus <laughs> <laughs> some toss. But you guys, yeah. look, we have we we want to wrap this up. But I want to get some closing thoughts out of both of you about Missouri, about what the future opportunity. Uh, what the opportunities are, what the future looks like, and also if, uh, if you can give some contact information, people can reach out to you. And uh, I know you're busy doing your operations, so you know people can reach out to you regarding your brand, and maybe you can send them other way. You know, this is the greatest resource right here in Missouri right now. Yep. So, but go ahead, some closing thoughts. And you know, we're just excited uh, that our adventure continues. Missouri's looking really good. Um, We've, we've kind of analyzed the eight states we mentioned before around us, and we don't see a lot of uh, uh, program or regulatory changes from those states. So basically, we believe that the, the business level we've achieved right now, which this year I think will end up around 1.4 something billion, uh, I think we've moved in well into the top 10 uh, in U.S. markets, and I think that'll be pretty steady for the next few years. And you know, every time we travel, every time we meet with our peers in the industry and other parts of the U.S., everybody looks at us and says, hey, Missouri's on, you know, an upward trajectory. You guys are doing good things. The state gets along really well. All the operators get along really well. We're, we're a very large industry that's also very intimate, and I think we all take a lot of pride in that. Maybe it's our Midwest sensibilities or love, love what, whatever you want to call it, but uh, we think we've got something kind of special here, and we're really proud of it, and we're excited to you know, invite in new folks that want to take advantage of, uh, of the great atmosphere here in Missouri and, uh, and hopefully have their business uh, thrive and succeed as well. 1.5 billion, would you tell me where to park my station wagon? <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening. <laughs> yep. I'm just kidding. So any closing thoughts? Can yeah, people reach out to you? You know, I'd um, probably echo the same thing. I, we, I was actually just talking about this. Midwest culture is uh, very apparent in the Midwest cannabis industry as well. I think we have one of the most tight-knit industries in the entire country. I worked in Colorado for eight years. I've, I've traveled around to a lot of other you know states to, to kind of understand their industry as well. And I haven't found one that has as tight-knit of a culture as, as Missouri does. You know, there's the, we probably have 90% of the licensees that are part of Mocan Trade and um, everyone knows each other. Even if you're a competitor, everyone for the most part gets along and has a great time together. Um, and exciting things on our end. I mean, we have three really reputable brands in the market. We were early in, and we're hoping to expand into cultivation and retail and then branch out into other states as well. So, well, uh, Media USA loves brands. The patients and consumers ultimately want better brands. And yep. So we're a big fan of brands and uh, Missouri as well. Yeah. Uh, so we look forward to seeing both your guys' success. Can people reach out to you to talk about Missouri? Yeah, they can, absolutely. I actually answer all of our website emails. So if oh, you nice. go to tealcannabis.co and just uh, message the website, I'm the one who gets that, and I typically answer on a daily basis. So I'm, I can answer there, or at tealcanna is our Instagram handle, so you can always find us there as well. Well, anything we can do to support you? Any closing thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, we, we really enjoy, as I mentioned, working in, in Missouri. Uh, it reminds me so much of, of Arizona, when Arizona started. Um, it's just there. It's been a mirror almost of, of Arizona, uh, so it's been been fun to watch you guys grow. 
and you know continued success. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you for you having us. I can say that on behalf of Dispo and Media, we wish Teal all the success in the world. Success thank in the you. world. We love brands. So awesome. Good luck and stuff. Thank and you very so much. So this has been another episode of Media Unshackled. We are done with Missouri. And reach out to these to these two guys if you need to know more.